Before we get the show started, I wanted to let you know you can now listen to the show on PodCoin, a new app where you actually get paid to listen to podcasts. Download it now in the App Store or Google Play Store and look up One Crazy Story. I'd really appreciate it. Check it out. Hello and welcome to another edition of One Crazy Story. How's everyone doing? I'm Nate Armbruster. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you listening. Welcome new listeners from last weekend at Zany's Comedy Club in Rosemont. I appreciate you all coming out to the show. I had a blast. What a great club that is. If you guys are ever in the area and you want to see a show, definitely check out Zany's Comedy Club. Any club, really. Uh, Any Zany's Comedy Club. Um, But specifically Rosemont, I had a blast. It was a, a lot of fun. The staff was great. Emma Willman was headlining. She is super funny. She has a special on Netflix. Make sure you check it out. She also has a podcast as well, very popular podcast called Secret Keepers Club. So make sure you give her a follow and listen to her show. That'd be great. And uh, also welcome new listeners from PodCoin, which is an app I never, I did not hear about until like last week. Uh, And I found out my show is on it. And I was actually featured on like the home page or whatever. So how it works is, it, is you get paid to listen. Basically, you get credits the more you listen. And so if you listen to your normal podcast, whatever it is, my show, any show you like, uh, you actually get paid uh, a one. It's like one pod coin per 10 minutes or something like that. It's really interesting. It's really cool. And then you can trade in the coins for um, cool stuff. <laughs> so uh, I downloaded it. I love it. And um yeah, the day it came out on the app, uh, I got a huge spike in in downloads, and uh, so if you're if you're joining me there, thank you. That's really nice of you. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Hope you're entertained. I'm having a good day. I'm finally back home, so I've been pre-recording these episodes, you know, just to kind of have like a, uh, you know, just so I have, just so I'm sure I I have episodes ready to go, right? Well, Monday was definitely a pre-recorded one uh, in case it wasn't obvious. But yeah, I definitely had that pre-recorded because I was on the road. I was in, I did a show uh, on Sunday night and I had to leave Chicago. So I'm back now and um, yeah, took a nice, uh, good old Greyhound bus. It's been a while. I love the Greyhound, man. It's uh, it's always, it's always an experience on the Greyhound. That's, that's what their slogan should be. Greyhound. It's always an experience. I don't know if Greyhound, if, if anybody listening is affiliated in any way professionally with Greyhound Bus, uh, send them my way because uh, I would love an advertiser, uh, especially one like Greyhound, because holy shit, um, it just seems like it just seems like the perfect way to travel to me. And I don't mean that in like a complimentary way. It's like it's just like as far as transportation goes, if you're buying a ticket on like an airplane, you got to go through so many hoops. There's so much security and it can get expensive and just kind of hectic and stressful, you know, if you if you don't fly a lot. And uh, it's, it can be annoying. Uh, the train can be fun, like the Amtrak. Sure, it's a blast, but, you know, sometimes it just stops for 20 hours and you just you can't get off because they don't want you to get off. Uh, and also, I, there have been disasters on all forms of transportation, right? Uh, actually, I have an aunt who once was traveling via Amtrak and, you know, somebody jumped in front of the train to commit suicide, which is pretty intense in itself. But, 
you know, now they got to call the cops and it becomes an investigation and yep, nobody can leave. So you're stuck. And then you also have to think about the dead guy at the front of the train. What a way to start off your vacation. So I usually avoid the train. That's why I go Greyhound. I always always go Greyhound. Uh, It's just so cheap, man. It's so cheap. And if I'm going like that, I've, I've taken many Greyhound trips and it's, you know, never really like, like bad, like not like where I'm, I'm not safe kind of thing. I don't know. Well, maybe actually, you know, let me, don't quote me on that, but I've seen some sketchy people for sure. A lot of neck tattoos. I mean, with 100% certainty, I can say that I have never been in a Greyhound terminal or on a Greyhound bus where I did not see one neck tattoo. And, and that's the truth. That's very true. And if you don't believe me, go down to your nearest Greyhound bus terminal and just take a look around. Because anybody can just walk in there, man. Actually, in fact, the bus I took back today, I took the red eye, right? It left at 1.20 in the morning, 1.20 a.m. from downtown Detroit. And it got to Chicago at about 5.20 a.m. local time. It cost $23. Mind you, I bought this ticket three hours before the bus left. So that's like last minute pricing right there. Can't beat it. As I'm, you know, waiting in line to get on the bus and, or the last bus that leaves Detroit. So they're closing down the station. The security guard, who is just a guy in a security coat, <laughs> definitely not this best security. I mean, it's just a guy they hired for $9 an hour to just make sure, you know, just to, just to call the cops if something goes down, you know? And that's what he did, man. He was walking around asking everybody, okay, are you on the, which bus are you leaving on? Every, people who are sleeping and everything. There was a guy just sprawled out on the floor, which, by the way, I thought airport floors were gross. You don't want to sleep on the floor of a Greyhound bus station, man. Get your shit together. You know, have some dignity. But it is Greyhound, so nobody, nobody has dignity when you're traveling Greyhound. Um, we've all run out of it. But there was a guy in there, you know, seemingly, um, you know, just not with it mentally. And it was a kind of a bummer of a situation but the but the security guy's like what's going on and he's just like i'm i'm they just dropped me off here man and this guy's like they, he just kept saying they just dropped me off here and the guy's like who dropped you off and it was going nowhere so the cops came and they had the, the to escort this guy out because they were closing and i'm like man that's such a bummer. Like, where's that guy just go man it's such a bummer and it's like a great way to just end slash start my night you know, because I always get, you can't get on a Greyhound without a buzz. You know, you can't. They should, yeah, you can't. You can't ride that bus without a buzz. That's for sure. You got to have a couple drinks in you. Or if you're into marijuana, do that. But the first rule of a Greyhound bus is no drinks on the bus. And by that, they mean no visible drinks on the bus. And that's what I love about the Greyhound. It's like the last free way to travel, man. Our world, the world we live in right now is just so regulated, so messed up. Everybody's angry and hates each other. It's just such a bummer. But when you go on the Greyhound, everybody is given up and just, and has nothing. We, I mean, look, we're all, we're, this is the, this was the best way for us to get where we're going. Everybody from me to the mentally sick guy that the cops had to escort out. We're all there. You were all in the same place, man. We're all right there. We're broke, we're desperate, and we got to get somewhere. And you know what? Everybody's usually pretty cool. And you meet some characters. 
but you don't get that on any other form of travel, you know? Not anybody can just walk through security at an airport. You got to have a boarding pass. You got to have, uh, you got to take your shoes off. You got to do all that. Not on a Greyhound. Dude, I have taken easily mm, mm, upwards of, I mean, somewhere between 50 and 100 Greyhound bus trips, I'd say, easily. And one time I can recall uh, them checking my ID actually checking my ID and making sure I was supposed to be getting on that bus. Greyhound doesn't give a shit, man. It's, it's the best, it's the last free way to travel. I'm telling you, you just don't, you know, and they don't check your bags, man. They don't check. You put it, if it's big, they put a tag on it and they just weigh it, but that's it. That's why I love riding the Greyhound. Cause no one gives a shit, man. No one gives a shit because great. It literally is anybody. If you're, if you have, a, if you have a driving record, um, with at least one DUI, you're still allowed to drive a Greyhound bus. Now, I don't know if that's fact, but it sure seems that way. At the time of this recording, it's 2019, so it's pretty modern. You know, GPS is a thing everybody has. If you have a smartphone, you have you have no excuse to not know where you're going. And when you work on, on a Greyhound bus, it's kind of like uh, somewhat like an airline. Okay, hey, this is Dave. Dave does this route every day at noon. Same thing with the Greyhound bus. It's always the same driver. Every day he does the same route, right? You're scheduled. And I love that I know this. And my favorite routes to take are always overnight trips. I love riding a Greyhound at night, man. We'll get on at like midnight, 1 a.m. You just wake up, you're there. It's You know what I mean? It's easy. There's no traffic. Everybody's quiet. Everybody sleeps. It's fine. Never had a problem until... Um, there was a streak where like the bus kept showing up later and later and later. And it was like 3 a.m. by the time I got, I'm like, dude, I got to be back by this time. And you you just don't, and nobody gives a shit. If you ask somebody, when's the bus getting here? They're like, I don't know. It's literally what, that's literally what the manager of the station says. I don't know. You know, we'll let you know. I mean, come on, man. It's just a bus. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's coming in from Paris. You know, just, just let me know when the bus is going to get here. I mean, I'll wait. Obviously I, I have nowhere else to go. But this bus started showing up later and later, and I finally got tired of taking, the, and I'm like, you know what, I can't do the Greyhound anymore. I had to take a break. Airlines are like a billion-dollar entity, so there's a, there's backups. There are pilot, there's more than one pilot involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> With the bus driver, it's just Keith. It's just fucking Keith, the guy whose wife left him, and he has a chauffeur's license. And this was his best opportunity to find work. And uh, this night, this particular night, Keith didn't show up to work, man. Just called off. He's like, yeah, I'm not coming in. Well, when you call off of your cashier job, they just close your lane. And, you know, maybe the lines are a little longer. But when you just call off, there's like 100 people that are stranded, right? And not only are they stranded, they're stranded in a sketchy-ass Greyhound bus terminal. We didn't leave. We left like five hours late. And, dude, pissed off Greyhound customers are the funniest people. There's, you know, you don't want to piss off, you know, you don't want to piss off someone with neck tattoos before you sit next to him for five hours. So finally, they found somebody to replace Keith. She was pumped, right? She's like, all right, this is my, this is my time to shine. I've been on the job for two months. This is my, this is my end, man. I'm saving the day. Everybody's excited. 
you know, and when somebody shows up like that, I'm like, I appreciate you coming in six hours early because some guy was an asshole and called off, you know, now it ruined your day, but you get some money and, but you still got to drive a bus at 1am. That kind of sucks. So we hit the road, right? And when you're on an airplane, you don't know what the fuck's happening. It's in God's hands, man. The pilot decides everything. You have to trust that pilot 100%. On a Greyhound, I don't trust anybody, especially not the driver. Dude, we hit the road, right? I start to doze. And, you know, I know how to get around. I've been driving, telling jokes for years. I, I, I can get around the country pretty well without a GPS. Or at least I know north, south, east, west. I know the highways. I can get around. And I know if we're going in the wrong direction without looking at a GPS. So I'm going from Chicago to Detroit. This was like two years ago. And this woman came in, saved the day, right? Somebody called off. She hops in the driver's seat. Everybody's excited. Thank you so much for coming in. You know, you're really helping us out. You know, everybody's all excited to hit the road. We start moving. I pass out shortly into the trip. I'm like, all right, we'll be home in a few. We're going to be pretty late, but we'll be fine. I'll get there. Be home late, but, you know, I'll get there. And I wake up. We're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which if you don't know where that's at, it's on the west side of the state. It's about two hours west of Detroit. And I'm like, huh, we're not supposed to be anywhere near Grand Rapids, you know? I mean, we're not supposed to be anywhere near Grand Rapids, and uh, we're stopped. We're at a McDonald's, and the driver's just outside smoking a cigarette. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And well, everybody else wakes up, and everybody else is like, what the hell's going on? And you just start hearing the entire bus kind of murmuring, like, you know, everybody's talking, getting pissed off. And I'm like, oh, shit, we got Like, there's no way we're on the right path here. But, you know, I'm like, well, let's see what happens. You know, she hops back on. By the way, the driver just pulled over to have a cigarette, you know. At least she follows the rules, no smoking on the bus. But God damn it, lady, you're already four hours late. Just don't pull over and have a cigarette when you got to drive a bunch of people somewhere. So I was like, well, let's see how this goes. Let's see where we go from here, right? So we start heading north, which is horribly wrong, which is like, that's just the complete opposite direction. Half hour goes by, everybody, I'm like, I'm on my phone. I'm like, dude, we're going north. We're in corn, there's cornfields. There's a Greyhound bus driving through rural West Michigan and it's headed for Detroit. And this is another thing I love about the Greyhound, right? It's because passengers just argue with the driver. They just do. You never see that shit on an airplane. You're never challenging the pilot's decision making, right? You're like, like, what are you going to say to a pilot? But to a driver, someone's got to say, uh, you're going north. We're nowhere near our day. We're not, we're, there's no way you know where you're going. This woman had no clue, man. And I don't know how bad, like, don't, I mean, other than like, don't they give you the route? Like, don't just, just, it's, it's easy. You're going from Chicago to Detroit. Okay. Get on 94, go until you see tall buildings. That's it. That's all you got to do. At least get us there, you know? Oh, oh, it was so frustrating, man. Oh, but nothing like watching strangers yell at each other. Um, That was one of the worst uh, Greyhound trips I've ever taken, man. There's never just a trip where nothing happens. There's always something odd that goes down, you know? I mean, it could be something little and minute, or then uh, you could witness somebody getting thrown off of the bus. I've seen that. Uh, like I said, um, I've had somebody take us to the completely wrong destination. Um, you know, just like stupid stuff like that. And I I had a first on this trip the other night. Um, there was like a 300-something pound guy, right? 
it was actually a pretty light bus. There's maybe 20 people and I don't know, probably seats like a hundred. I don't know. The buses are pretty big, but it was like, it was very light. Not a lot of people on there, but there was one huge dude. Um, he was sitting in the row in front of me, but across the aisle and he was huge. And within 15 minutes of us moving, the guys passed out and snoring so loud. And when I say so loud, I mean, I had headphones in and it woke me up. You know what I mean? Like that's how loud it was. So about an hour and a half into the trip, they make a stop. It's like a 25 minute stop. They do it all the time. It's even in the itinerary. Like we're going to stop for 25 minutes at this place, uh, food, gas, bathroom, whatever. And everybody gets up, goes outside. Everybody does whatever bathroom smokes, whatever they need. And once everybody gets on and gets settled in and we start moving again, this uh, older couple who was, who was on the bus, but they were like, they sh- it was almost like they shouldn't be there. I'm like, you guys are like on vacation, but they're old. So you don't think they vacate. You don't think old people vacation like that. Usually it's like an old couple. They're like, they're just, they, you know, they're up all night. They're enjoying the, fu-. you know, they bought like fucking cheese curds at the gas station. Cause they're like, yeah, we're on a trip. Like weird shit like that. And I'm like, oh, you guys shouldn't be enjoying this. Or maybe they should be, you know, maybe that should be inspiration for the attitude and outlook I should have on life. But I'm, I realize this guy's about to start snoring again. And just before I thought that the woman walks up to him and she's old. Like, I mean, she's definitely like a grandmother and she just goes, you, sir, need a CPAP machine. And I was thinking, oh shit, this guy's about to kick an old lady's ass on a Greyhound bus. And I'm going to love every second of this. And he goes, what's that? So for the next 10 minutes, she explains to him the health benefits of CPAP machines and how they help you get a full night's sleep and make your life so much better. And apparently her husband snores too. So they hit it off. So I witnessed a beautiful new friendship between a large man from Montreal, Canada, and an old lady from God knows where. So I wish them the best. So if you want my advice, uh, take the Greyhound. It's still entertaining as hell, even when everything's going wrong, you know? This might be a good time to mention to you guys to uh, follow the show on all the social media, man. Facebook, One Crazy Story. Twitter, at One Crazy Story. At Nate Comedy, everywhere, uh, in case you don't know my last name. And uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate you being here. If you want to contact me directly, my email is onecrazystory at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Now, I saw something interesting last week. I guess you can say in the news. Uh, And by in the news, I mean somewhere on social media. I read a headline and I didn't look into it at all. But I'm also self-aware enough to know that that's how I read it. So I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about when I bring it up. But it just cracked me up. Scientists have witnessed for the first time in history two whale sharks mating. And if you don't know what mating means, it means having sex. Which is groundbreaking, man. That's a scientific breakthrough, right? I mean, no matter how you want to put it, it is a scientific breakthrough. And I think that's just truly amazing. I didn't watch the video, though. I don't even know if they posted it. But, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, there's there's some horrible videos on the internet. I'm sure that one's allowed, right? It's got to be out there somewhere. I haven't watched it. But I just love that that's a thing. That's technically a breakthrough. Like, that guy. So, the person that discovered this is in the history books, man. That's their, that's their discovery. And like, I don't know if it was like by mistake or this was their life's work, which would be even better. 
because I feel like that's what I would do as a scientist. Like if I was, if I were really smart, I'd be like the guy that's like, I'm going to do, like, I just need to have that thing, right? I want to be in the history books, man. I want to discover something and I want it to be, and I'm just looking at a list of things that haven't been discovered yet or proven. And I just start picking the easiest ones like witness to whale sharks having sex. How hard can that be? Well, apparently it took until 2019 for that to happen. We have amazing technology and that's, and that took this long. That's hilarious to me. And you know, that guy doesn't shut up at a party. Oh yeah. How's your day at work? Oh, you know, it's just another day, you know, just another day. Well, you know what I did? I'm the first person in history to witness two whale sharks having sex. Oh man. And see, cause no matter how you want to put it, that's still fascinating, right? It is kind of, I mean, maybe it's not your cup of tea. Maybe that's not the conversation you want to have over dinner, but it's still fascinating. It's better than whatever the hell we're doing with our lives, right? It's still more interesting than, oh uh, yeah, uh, you know, worked on a new joke, actually a new joke about people who try, who have tried to film sharks having sex their entire career with their doctorate in marine biology. But I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I just read the headline. I think that's hilarious. And uh, congrats to that guy. And now let's go find that video, right? Well, like I said, guys, thank you uh, for being here. Uh, Hope you got a kick out of this episode. Make sure you ride Greyhound, okay? Because I'm going to get them to sponsor this podcast. And if if you guys want to help, any help is appreciated. So uh, I need to get a sponsor for this show. And if Greyhound sponsored my podcast, uh, I I don't know. I'd have to... We'd have to do something to celebrate. So that would be huge. It would be a huge moment for me. Uh, That would be my version of getting footage of two sharks having sex. Uh, That would be like the equivalent in my career, right? So I guess uh, a little call to action for today. Download the PodCoin app. Check out my show on the PodCoin app and actually earn money to listen to me. And at least there's incentive now, you know, and I, now there's no excuse to uh, to not listen to my show. So tell your friends about it. Leave a review everywhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Do all that stuff. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Give it a like, a share on Facebook. Get in contact with me at One Crazy Story at Nate Comedy. Uh, and listen to the show wherever you find podcasts, man. Uh, and hopefully I'll hear from you soon. One crazy story at gmail.com. And hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, take care of yourselves. Don't be a dick. <laughs>